Hey, it's Jim with Motivation Central Station. I am coming from uh, the town of Waukesha, Waukesha, Wisconsin, the home of Les Paul, the guy that made the electric guitar. And if you ever come to the city, they have big, large, huge guitars, and they're dressed up by all different artists throughout the town. There's a nice little river that comes through the center of the town as well, and it gives you that old country feeling. I promised you folks that when I was out gutter cleaning, I'm not doing social work today, not working on any of the mental health stuff. So I'm out cleaning gutters in my gutter cleaning business. I want to talk to you about something, uh, child abandonment. It's a, you know, it's a thing uh, that we don't talk about too much in this society. We just think that kids are, you know, single parent homes, that they're doing well. And, you know, I work in alcohol and drug addiction. It's not uncommon for people to disclose to me that their drug use started around 8, 9, 10. Uh, One time I had a young person uh, disclose to me that they were 11 and they had their uncle's gun and they were going to go shoot their cousin, but they couldn't find him. So uh, these kids can be pretty traumatized. Um, You know, I grew up in a situation Uh, where my mother abandoned me and my siblings. And so, you know, growing up as a kid, I didn't want to, you know, act like that bothered me. But, you know, it was a deep, deep, deep wound, you know. But on the face of things, when I was at school and they were trying to throw counselors at me, and uh, I would just pretend like everything was good because I knew if I just did that the counselors would leave me alone. Eventually, you know, it led myself um, to connect with other kids in the neighborhood that their parents were breaking up. Now, this is back in the 1970s and early 70s, and parents weren't divorcing at that time yet. And our family was the first family on the block where our parents got divorced. And I went over to knock on a friend's door. I was probably seven years old or so. And I remember getting the door slammed in my face. And you can't play here anymore because your parents are divorced. Like we had the plague or something. So, you know, early on in my life, I spent a lot of time with other families and at school functions. My dad was a great dad, and my dad raised us, and that was very rare at that time. And so he worked second shift a lot, and a lot of the other parents in the neighborhood would have to, you know, help out. Like Hillary Clinton had said a few years back, you know, it takes a village. I don't know what your political point of view is. I'm not trying to make a political point here. I'm trying to explain. It does take a village to raise a child. And I was one of those people that was raised during um, one of those uh, situations where a lot of neighbor ladies and stuff helped out and would take me to school functions. And so that was really critical uh, for me. You know, I'm definitely appreciative as an adult. Um, And then eventually after 20 years, I was able to reconcile with my mother. My mother had disappeared for 10 years and then she wanted to come back after 10 and I was starting to have my children and I was like, you know, I don't want her around right now. I'm too angry and, you know, she wasn't there for her own children. I didn't want to let her around for my children. And then, like I said, after that went on for another 10 years and then I was able to reconcile with her. And, um, you know, and so what I've learned and I'm going to tell you kids this, anybody that's grown up in this situation, 
is there's a good chance that you're going to have to be the parent in the relationship, you know, and for me, the best thing to do was forgive my mom, you know, um, when she opened the door after me not seeing her for 20 years, one, I was shocked because she had aged so much and she was always taller than me before she left. So I thought she would be taller than me and that uh, wasn't the case. And, but one thing, she found some sort of recovery on her own. You know, she became kind of, kind of religious. I don't want to say really religious, but kind of religious. And had she opened that door and she was the same person, I don't think I would have been able to forgive, you know. But when you forgive, too, you get the weight off of yourself. So you don't have to carry that burden anymore. And now today, I've been back together with my mother for probably over 25 years now. And so I'm the parent. I've always been the parent in the relationship. And so, you know, for years, I always was looking for something, you know, for her to be a parent. But she just doesn't have that capability. You know, it wasn't in her. And thus, that's why she abandoned us. But the other side of that is I also learned that she went through a lot of trauma, like sexual trauma and stuff like that. And um, uh, a rape and stuff like that. And so she didn't know how to cope with that. You know, uh, I don't think too many people really know how to cope with that. But they didn't have therapists. You definitely didn't talk about that stuff in those, you know, those days. And even when she was disclosing it to me, you know, um, people weren't really talking about that stuff then. And that wasn't all that long ago, you know. So I want you to know, if you grew up in a situation like this, is that, you know, just you you can't change a glass of water from being a glass of water so don't think you're going to change these people but if you pray for yourself and you try to work a different angle on yourself and to be there and not like for me for years what would come up as soon as things weren't going my way I would think well you abandoned us and that anger and stuff would surface but I think I'm at a point where I truly have forgiven her the roles have really reversed and you know I I take what I can get nowadays. Uh, you know, it feels good to have a mother in my life, you know. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I think my wife always tells me after we leave that she does love you. She just don't know how to express it or whatever, and that's cool. And then, uh, you know, so, you know, I really wanted to just kind of touch base on that today. And then just, um, I hope you're working on your goals. If you're listening to me all the time, we're working on goals right now, your major goals. And are you, you know, moving forward? You know, like the, I always say the big steam train going through the mountains, you know, it can only go one direction when it's really working and it's, you know, you're really loading that coal in there and you're not looking back and you're just moving forward. I hope that's where you're going with your new goals, whether it's that mad loving relationship or that fantastic career or business you want to start, whatever it may be. So um, I think, oh, I also want to give a shout out to my new YouTube channel. If you want to put a a voice with the face, you know, um, I made a couple when I was out 
Uh, well, I made one when I was out gutter cleaning the other day, but I didn't have time to put one on the podcast here. So it's Grandpa Jim. There's also a Facebook page, uh, Motivation Central Station with Grandpa Jim. Love each and every one of you. So, um, you know, haven't been on here for a few days. So uh, for those of you that grew up in that situation, just know you can't change the past. You can only move forward in the less time. You know, it's like driving that car to that new place. You only look in the rearview mirror once in a while, you know, just to check your blind spots. Otherwise, that big windshield. And life is about driving to beautiful places in your life. So I hope you do that. And uh, so thanks for tuning in with Grandpa Jim today. Go out there, like I always say, and help somebody and share the love. And, uh, you know, let's get out of ourselves and let's be the love army. So take care and have a great one.